Welcome to this special presentation of Bait and Switch Podcast Sports, a wholly owned subsidiary of the Bait and Switch Podcast. Any other use of this podcast or descriptions or accounts of this broadcast without the consent of the Bait and Switch Podcast is strictly prohibited. Welcome back to the Bait and Switch Podcast. This is Chris Byers, always with uh, Jim Martin. Hello, Jim. Hi, Chris. And Jeff Grayson. Hello, Jeff. Hello, Chris. Hello, Jim. Hey, Jeff. Good to see hey, you. Jeff, we, we always got to give uh, Jeff a little bit of his props because, again, Jeff is just not an ordinary schlub. He's our schlub. He, right. uh, he, is a, <laughs> he's, he has a history in professional broadcasting. He was the pregame, postgame guy for the Milwaukee Brewers for better part of a decade. Uh, maybe a decade ago, or when did that finish up, Jeff? 2011 to uh, eight, 11 seasons, 07 to 17 with the Brewers and the Bucks. Okay, nice. so that's six years ago now. So anyway, uh, so Jeff, obviously very knowledgeable about this. One thing uh, Jim and I were talking about, Jim actually and I have gone to a couple of Brewers games here of late. Yep. In the, in the, in the pennant run here. And uh, I turned to Jim, I said, you know, what Brewers have been with the team the longest? And I think we figured out it was uh, Corbin Burns, maybe, or was yep. it uh, Woodruff? It was Woodruff, actually, yep. yeah. Woodruff was one uh, more year than Burns, yep. Did you, uh, any of the current Brewers, were they on the team, Jeff, when you were uh, still broadcasting? You know, I, I I don't think so, because I was really excited when the Brewers made the Yelich trade. Yelich mm-hmm. has been there, 2018 was his first year. So yep. he just finished his sixth season as a Brewer. So yep. that uh, would have been... That would have been when I was that that's when, you know, went another direction. But uh Yelich came on in two thousand eighteen. So I don't think there's one left. Yeah. <laughs> Some of those guys were in the minors. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, the only no. one that could possibly Woody, be there. Actually what Woody. Actually right. I think Woody would have been the one. Yep. Yeah. That's that's what I was gonna say. Because what we found out was Burns and Yelich came up the same time. Right. They were the same year. Yep. And then uh, and Woodruff was the year before them. Yeah. But but we don't know. I mean, obviously you you remember him there, but yeah. We don't know. I, I don't remember what he was like. It's just his rookie season. You know, I don't know if he was like this yeah. spectacular player, but I mean, he is now, right. but, and there's a whole remember, other story that broke today about that that we're going to talk about later, but yes, yes. yes. I, re- I remember when we covered his first uh, major league start. I oh, want to okay. say it was against the Cardinals that okay. uh, it, I want to say it was at Bush Stadium, but I, I'm, I'm kind of on the spot. I can't remember for sure. But, yeah, Brandon Woodruff was the one player who was on the Brewers then that when I was yeah. there. Yeah. Now, I'm not – Longevity's not, a, not what it used to be with sports and their teams now. Yeah. Right. I'm right. not a diehard fan. Now, of course, I have been to a couple games here lately. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe it's just me, but does this Brewer team have an identity with the public? We've got a couple guys we just mentioned. been with the team for a long time. Do you think – the public knows the Brewers. Well, I think I think they have an identity in terms of the aggregate, the, the aggregate, the cumulative. I think they have an identity as a scrappy, good defense, really good pitching. They find ways to make it happen in a small market. As far as players to identify with, I think you've got the the starting pitchers at the top who people know in Burns and Woodruff. Of course, Yelich, who I think in terms of recognition still uh not that he's coasting but I think he's living off for recognition from the uh, you know that great year when he broke it, when he came over from Miami and then maybe uh Adamas he's a you know I think he's got s- some flair but um 
I don't know how many of them, I don't know how many of those players resonate from a recognition standpoint uh, with, with Brewer fans, but I think as a whole, they sure do. Uh, I think, you know, we, we love our Brewers no matter who's playing for them because they're, you know, they're managed well, but yeah, it's, it's a little different. And this year is, is, is quite different too. And that we, we've got more guys who have come up that have made this thing go this year because of necessity mostly. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, Jim, uh, uh, let yeah. me ask you this here. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of the Brewers, like you said, whoever plays for the Brewers, people are for. We got Council, who's been around for a long time. That might be part of our identity. Yeah, I get the feeling that you know the Packers, generally a good team, playoff experience, play and and won a couple of Super Bowls in the last twenty years. The Bucks just won. I think this town, the state, would go more nuts for Brewer success at this point than any other team in the state. I think if they won the World Series, I think it might eclipse the Packers. Is that possible or no? I you're asking me, right? I, yeah. I you know, I don't I don't think so. Okay. Um but I mean in, just in, for a year or something. But anyway. Right. But here's here's what here's what I noticed happened. I don't want to be I you know I don't want to be like Debbie Downer on this thing, but uh, but I what I noticed was so we Chris mentioned we went to a game and we went to the game where Okay, they lost the game, but they clinched the division, right? They clinched. And we stuck around, and, but there were people leaving in the eighth inning. You know, we stuck around and, and it was, it was probably three quarters full of the stadium to begin with. And then a bunch of people left. So it was probably half full. And we all were screaming about that, you know, the Braves won. They, they showed the last two outs and all this. And we're going crazy. But then a bunch of people left. And then we went down to like home plate, you know, and there was a bunch of people like behind the dugout, of course. There's probably, I don't know, Chris, what'd you, I, I would estimate, Five to eight thousand people left, right? Sure. So I, I don't think number one. I don't think that's that much. Now, first of all, I understand if they had won the game, right. totally different atmosphere, right? We right. wanted to go, to, but the other thing that happened was these guys and Jeff. You can tell me if this is a normal thing, but these guys all did they're celebrating in the dugout with mm-hmm. the champagne, the cigars, all this, and we get to see it on a TV screen, and we're all like, screaming and yelling, like, where are these guys? Get these guys on the field. <laughs> yeah. We want to celebrate with them. And so yeah. I really felt like it felt like a huge disconnect, not only, like, number mm-hmm. one, like you said, there's about uh, five guys that you could say are sort of like the veterans on the team, right? The three, mm-hmm. Peralta, Burns, Woodruff, right. those are pitchers. Yelich right. and Adamas. You could probably say though that's kind of the nucleus of this team, which is mm-hmm. kind of weird, right? Everybody else, Freelick, Anderson, uh, you know, Mitchell, Kanaz new. All these guys are all new now. Mm-hmm. So so if you want to have some kind of cohesion with the fans, get out there. Yeah. So finally, 20 minutes, 25 minutes in, they come out for their team photo out on this. It mm-hmm. wasn't, they weren't, you know, high fiving the people on the dugout. They all went to the team photo with their cigars and all this crap, you know, and like, I was, <laughs> I was actually really disappointed in like, yeah. this is, this was like, this was your opportunity to really, you know, yeah. bond with the fans. And here we yeah. are all waiting for this exciting moment yeah. where yeah. like yeah. it hasn't happened for a few years and you know, this is a big deal. Right. Yeah, the fans they, who stuck uh, around, the fans yeah. who it, stuck right. around. By the way, right. yeah, I think right. they missed. I, mean, I think they missed an opportunity there. I know there was right. more of a novelty when they won with Prince Fielder still yep. around, but I I totally remember them being on the field. Yeah, and Prince being out there. I think anytime you have your fans there, no one's expecting them to go on top of the dugout and up the steps into the lower deck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But be but be on the field. 
yeah. and acknowledge the right. people who are still there. Um, right. I think that was, um, I think that was a, a missed opportunity. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. I'll, I mean, I'll clarify. The one, I'll clarify. I'll say though, quick is that, is that we did leave, you know, we, we waited around, they came on the field, they took the picture. We left. I'm, I'm guessing they then came out when they're done with the picture and talked about right. stuff. But yeah, yeah. what were you going to say, Chris? I'll, I'll clarify a couple of things. They weren't in the dugout, they were in the locker room. So we couldn't well, see in the dugout. They were, so like, they were in the clubhouse. In right. the clubhouse. Yeah. And then the other thing I'll say is the other missed opportunity was the public address and the, the Jumbotron because Jim and I were watching the, uh, the Cubs game on our phones, you know, trying to follow <laughs> along on our phones. Uh-huh. And there was this rally going on in the other game. Right. And the there was no yeah. mention of this rally on the public address or on the jumbotron. Yep. It wasn't until the Brewers were completely over with that they yep. then switched to the other game, which was just about over. They could have built some excitement and kept some of those people around. Jim right. talked about people leaving the seventh and eighth innings. Had they relayed the news to people in the stadium that this Braves game and the Cubs game was turning around, then mm-hmm. people might have stuck around. Had they said, hey, Wait till the end of the game. We're going to broadcast this, which yeah, right. they did. Maybe right. people would have stuck around. People might have been more excited. You know, I'm going to guess. The, I'm going to get. Sorry, yeah. I'm going to guess they good. did that. They didn't do that because they wanted the focus. You know, they wanted right. it to be on them. And like right. Jim alluded to, they wanted it ideally to clinch it with a victory. However, there's still the old-fashioned way of doing it that builds up drama from our youth, which is. Just have it on the scoreboard. Yeah, and that's have, exactly. You know, just just have it on the scoreboard. Not, not even the game. Don't, don't even say anything if you don't want to. Right. But just yeah. have it on the. Always have that score. I still I still remember when um, the Packers were uh, trying to win a division title and they needed the Vikings to lose. I was actually covering a Vikings game in Phoenix. Vike, if the Vikings lose this game. The, Was that fourth in like nineteen or whatever? Yeah, that yes. Like, yeah. And the Packers win the division and. All of a sudden, I'm told, because I was actually covering that game in Phoenix, I was told that at Lambeau, all of a sudden, people went crazy during the Packer game because they realized what had happened. And so I think you just, you can have the score on the, you know, they got all those beautiful screens and people can follow. And then if they want to go, if you want to go on your phones, then go for it. But at least have some sort of visual thing. Well, you know, and it used to be, you know, on those secondary scoreboards, kind of like along the the yeah. sides, you know, they used to have the scores of every game all yeah. around. That's not anywhere to be found. Especially right? especially in that day. Like, and I would even put it, I don't know if they can do this, but put it up in the corner or, or you know what, between innings, put yeah. put the, you know, put uh, like the game day. You can mm-hmm. see game day on MLB. Don't put the game up there. I understand. You're not going to yeah, show right, the right. game play by play. I get that. But show the, you know, Hey, uh, Braves got two guys right. on, one out. You know they're down right. six, uh, six five. Like yeah. put it up. You know, put that up there, and then I shut agree. it down when they're when they're batting and all that. I, you know, right. something. Yeah. I yeah. agree. You know, Packers do that. I mean, NFL teams do that. My son and I were at the game, the improbable comeback where Jordan Love, you know, where they they won the game and beat the Saints, and the whole time during the game. I mean, I realize it's a different venue and screens and everything, but you can see all the NFL scores because I yeah. wanted to see. Could the Packers for at least a week be in first place? And I was I was looking to see what the other North teams were doing, and yeah. I could see it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's too bad. I mean, the Brewers are really good at at marketing things like that. You just wish they'd have had that opportunity on the field if they like if that's what happened the way you described it. Right. Uh, Jeff, uh, the heart of this Brewers team is the starting pitching, is it not? 
Absolutely. It's pitching, yeah. it's pitching and defense, and it has been for the last few years. And first of all, I've got to, you know, plead guilty here. This when we did our podcast in the spring to start the season, this was the one year I said, I don't think the Brewers are going to do it. And for the last several years, I've picked either wild card or division, and I thought they weren't going to make it this year. So yep. I completely was wrong on this one. But yeah, for the last, um, last, Several years, I think this the team's identity has been starting pitching, defense, and the bullpen. Not yeah. offense so much compared to the days of yesteryear with you know Fielder and Braun, where we were much more of a, an offensive uh, juggernaut. We're not quite right, that right. way now. So, yep. who's going to be starting, Jim? These three games. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, well, so what I was going to say is what we should cover yeah. now is. Yes. News broke today that Brandon Woodruff has a shoulder injury. He's not going to be available for the wild card series. And my guess is shoulder injuries don't magically heal in a week. Right. My guess is he's done. Yeah. But they haven't officially said that. They said it's a a capsular yeah. something. So um so you know and and that leads into your question, Chris. Who's going to be starting these three games? It's going to be Burns, Peralta, unknown uh, Miley, Miley possibly, Miley probably if, there, if there's a game three. Right, right. And hopefully there won't be. And, and, it, but of course, but, you know, um, but if you had, if you had Woodruff and Bert, Woodruff, I would argue is our best pitcher right now. Yeah. He's pitching lights out mm-hmm. even better than Burns. Burns has had, uh, for him, a little bit of a down year, a little bit, a yeah, little bit worse than by his last standards. Year. for yeah. him. He's had a spectacular year also, mm-hmm. but for him is a little bit, not, not quite as great, but, um, still a great pitcher and, and Peralta's, Peralta's been really coming on lately too. And, and well, really the whole season, but he's, he's had a strong, strong season too. But, um, so that's what I would say, Chris, this is going to be Burns, Peralta, Miley right now. Um, it would have been Woodruff, Burns, Peralta for sure. When, um, when this is a huge Woodruff blow. I mean, this is a huge, huge blow. Huge, huge blow. Huge. To have your yeah. number two starter yeah. on a, in any team, but especially one where the pitchers lead. He was right. five and one with an ERA under two point three yeah. in eleven starts. His walks plus hits per inning would have been, I think, up near the top if he had qualified for enough starts. He had eleven starts. Um, th- this is a huge blow a for their long term yeah. playoff hopes, and it's just yep. a shame. And really you is. hope they can, you hope they can overcome it because yeah. and to have it ha- come out now, um, it's likely he would be out for the rest of the playoffs. Right. Let's hope he- it. it isn't but right because you know I was reading about the Diamondbacks a little bit and we're probably getting into that a little bit although I don't know a whole lot about them but um but I was reading about them and they they've got two st- solid dudes yeah. and I was like okay two we got like three four mm-hmm. you know we're deep with our start and now all of a sudden boom we got you know now we got two solid we're just like them you know and yeah. and, and our bats are not going to compete with a lot of these teams I'm afraid but that's maybe jumping the gun here a little bit yeah, there's, they don't, they, they don't leave much margin for error, which is amazing about how Craig Council and the Brewers have done this over the last mm-hmm. several years. I mean, this yep. is their fifth, fifth time in the playoffs in the last six seasons. They weren't in it last year, but their yeah. last time they were in it was two years ago. 92 wins, number one ERA in all of baseball. They got one of the top bullpen earned run averages. I mean, this is how they do it. They, yep. and they do it with, with good defense and he keeps the arms fresh. And that was the other thing, as you know, guys, is, uh, council had this thing, in my opinion, really steered perfectly for the playoffs because a lot of times, if you go down to the last game of the season to try to clinch a spot, yes. at whether 
you've got to have your guy on the, the hill. Like when we were kids and Don Sutton had to pitch the last day of the season to get mm-hmm. the Brewers. I know I'm going back in time. Oh, Grayson's gone. He's old. And, but you have your, one of your top guys because you got to get in the playoffs. Council right. had this perfectly where his top two guys, top three, if necessary, are going to be ready for the playoffs where the yep. Diamondbacks top two pitchers, they went down not, the wire, and so they're not yep. going to pitch, although one of them might pitch in relief if needed in the second game. But yeah. their top guys can't pitch because they were just pitching to get the Diamondbacks in the dance. Agreed. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too, is that, yeah, they're at least I, – I thought I read uh, I thought I read one of their guys could go the second game, and maybe that's what yeah. they were talking about. I, I didn't hear the details yeah. on that, but, yeah. So Zach Gallon and Merrill relieve, Kelly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So they and and that was like you said, that's that's a huge advantage clinching a week ago versus you know yesterday. Yep. Um, yep. And so, uh, but yeah, and again, it's like, oh, geez, that just really, it really stings um, about that. Timing, but too, um, just the timing, an yeah. injury would be bad enough, but the you know you felt like things were in place. Yep. And I'm not saying the Brewers can't overcome this. No. Right. But uh, but out of respect for Woodruff and also the timing, I mean, to say it's not. A, a gut punch for this team that's done such a great job overcoming injuries. It, it, it's got to be considered that way. So now they've got to, they've got to follow the lead of council and, you know, get past this, which they have done a lot throughout the season. Cause oh, Woodruff, yeah. Woodruff wasn't a guy who was there the whole season. Obviously yep. he was hurt. Right. Right. Which is true. And that's, and to a certain a weird way that might work to their advantage, right? We've, mm-hmm. we've been through this situation before and we, we know how to work it and we know how, you know, we might have a, we might have a game where we have, uh, you know, each guy go three innings or something like yeah, that, you yeah. know, something the council is good at that too. But, um, but, uh, so that's the, that's the pitching. Yeah. And during the, uh, championship run, the Bucks won without Giannis, right? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, they had to win. Some, they had to win some games without Giannis, yeah. and not to get sidetracked. But what a time to talk Wisconsin sports, right? We have yeah, right. the Packers in the Jordan Love era, the Bucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they trade for for Damian Lillard. He met the media today, and then the Brewers are are in the playoffs. I mean, this is a this is a crazy time. Yeah, yeah. it it can it can be done. I mean, you see teams that get injuries to star players right before yeah. a postseason from college college to pro. But I think. This is where Corbin Burns and Freddie Peralta, Corbin Burns is a stud and he's, he's going to have to lead them without right. a doubt right. more than he, he ever has. But you know, he's done that. I mean, they, they've missed Woody before. You know, yep. he has been hurt a lot this year, unfortunately. Right. What, and, uh, and the other thing yeah. is Miley, Miley is a veteran. Yeah. You know, he's, we haven't talked a, about he's him. A solid, solid, yeah. uh, solid player. And, yep. um, you know, and he's, he's got that, that presence too to help them along, hopefully. But, uh, he was so. huge in that playoff run that got him to the yeah. game seven of the uh, NLCS. I was sorry that he left. Yeah. About Wade Molly. I, th- I, I thought, my gosh, I was, he was, he was unbelievable. I still have great memories of him pitching. You know, the Brewers were so close to getting to the World Series. People forget that. Yeah. That was game seven in game our seven. place. Yeah. Against the Dodgers, yeah. you know, and Wade Miley was a big part of that. Yeah. I mean, so that's a really good point. I, I don't underestimate, even though it's a big loss to not have Woodruff, to have somebody like that on what's considered the back end of your yeah. rotation. Yeah. I mean, that, right. that's huge for, mm-hmm. for the Brewers, much like when the Bucks would sign a veteran player. That's big for the Brewers to have yep. him. I was yeah. I was with you on that. I, I was really disappointed when they let Miley go, and then I was really excited to see him come back. Yeah, and I'm yeah. glad he still got some something to think because he's getting a little older. But yeah, um, so. Jeff, uh, what do you know about these Diamondbacks? 
Well, I think it, it's. I think first of all, you you tip your cap to them because they're always overlooked in the West. I mean, I remember we talked in the spring. The Padres had the All Star team, and everybody, including myself, thought this is the year they're going to get over the top. You've got the Dodgers, who, despite having to deal with injuries of their own, the Dodgers are always loaded. They've got the yep. one of the best farm systems in baseball. The Diamondbacks seemingly are always in rebuild mode, trade, you know, having to get prospects and things like that. Well, now they've, they've got a manager who's been there a few years in Tori Lavolo, and they've they've made some trades in, over the last few years to to kind of rebuild. They've got a rookie of the year, likely outfielder and uh, Corbin Carroll. They, um, to me, the biggest stat about the Arizona Diamondbacks, they beat the Brewers in both of their series. They oh, really? <laughs> they beat them ah. two games to one in Milwaukee and in Phoenix. And so Ooh. even though the Brewers are a division champ and and the uh, Diamondbacks are a wild card, um, the the Diamondbacks beat them two games out of three twice. So the Brewers definitely are at full attention for this one. So I think uh, when you look at the offense in a lot of ways, Diamondbacks may have uh, an advantage. I think pitching, you give us an advantage to um, uh, the Brewers. But I mean, I think I think this is a solid team with a, a mix, sort of like the Brewers. Some uh, at positions, uh, position players, a few veterans combined with uh, some really young guys led by Carroll, who is uh, he, he's really good. I think if you if what is written is true, he's probably the top rookie this year. So the Brewers will have to deal with him. But uh, I think the thing that jumps out at me is. The, the three game series in April and then the three game series in mid June, Arizona won both of them two games to one. Aha, yeah. aha, aha. But here's the catch. That was yes. before, before some very key additions, right? Yeah, that's Kana, right. Santana. Yeah. Uh, yes. And, uh, um, there's one other one I'm missing, or maybe, no, I'm thinking of Contreras and he was there. Yeah. Right? In the off season. Yeah. But, but yeah. Tana yeah. And, and, and Santana. And that's, Can, yeah. those guys again have got to come up big uh, yeah. too. And I'm, I'm confident they were Santana has been uh, a great pickup for the Brewers. I mean, uh, yeah. 11 home runs in 53 games came over from Pittsburgh. He mm-hmm. always seemed to hurt the Brewers then. And, and, you know, uh, Telez, Rowdy Telez, first baseman, He's been good the last few years, but he, you know, from injuries to just not being very effective. And maybe part of it is now he's been sort of supplanted at first base, but, yeah. uh, Santana, I think his, you know, he's, he's got to be a source of power for them in this series. I still like, we'll talk. I know we'll give predictions, but, um, another good guy is their first baseman. You were asking me about Arizona. I got distracted as usual. Uh, his name's Christian Walker. He's a veteran. He's 32, uh, Ooh. 33 home runs this year. Okay. So. They do have, and then Marte at second base, 25 home runs. Is so, it, it's that Sterling Marte, the ex? No, uh, his name's oh. Ketel Marte. Oh, okay. And, um, see, uh, this is, this tells you how much I know zero well, about. Well, I had about to do this. some, I had to do some, <laughs> yeah. I had yeah. to do some studying here. They're, yeah. they're a little bit like the Brewers guys in that mm-hmm. way. They've got a few guys who can deliver some power. You know, like we have Santana, you know, we have Adamas, we've got Yelich. They've got a few guys mm-hmm. like that and Contreras, of course. Mm-hmm. Yep. Contreras, who's been hotter than anybody, you know, 17 home runs, 91 RBIs, but, and then Canna has been big, uh, yep. hit 301 oh, in September. Oh, it was Donaldson. You know? That's the other guy I can think well, of. Real late. Yeah. Donaldson. Yeah. That'll be yeah. interesting to see what kind of role he plays. But yeah. in, in my opinion, they kind of, uh, mirror each other a little bit. 
But uh, the last thing I'll say on Corbin Carroll, their outfielder, I I didn't realize the history, the historical significance of his season. He is the first rookie ever to have 25 or more homers and 50 or more steals in his rookie season. Hmm, and when you say yeah. ever in baseball, yeah. I, I read that three mm. times and thought, is that true? Is you know right? what, Jeff? I have to put an asterisk on all this 40, 70, 25, 50. Mm. This, the two-inch bases, that <laughs> makes a huge difference. Mm. I mean, because it's four inches now mm-hmm. across, right? Yep. Um, four, four less inches that they have mm-hmm. to run. And also yep. the weird pickoff rules that they got now. Yep. I think there's it, it was built for more stealing. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's exactly right. right. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not, I, I don't mean to take a lot of No, no, it's that, good to have just, that qualifier. It's, it's still, yeah. a, it's yeah. still a, a great stat, but it's yep. like, it, he may not be the, and same with Acuna. Like, I mean, he's a great player, but like right. 40, 70, oh, he's the first one to hit 40, 70. Of course he is, because yeah. somebody was going to do it with these new rules, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, so I but, think that's a good say, point. I think that's a good point. You could say that with all this uh, sabermetrics, uh, that that took away the steals, right? Because every th- everybody stopped stealing, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. And so this money brings ball. it back. Yeah. This, yeah, yeah, money ball. This brings it back into the fray here. Uh, Jim, yeah. what do you think about this playoff format that they've got with these wild card games? All home games for the higher seed. Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> for the three game, for the two we, out of three. We pl- oh really? We play three here. No, yep. none in Arizona. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> so what do it's, I think about that? I think it's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> it's fantastic for us, obviously. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? Is it is it fair? When I saw that, I thought, I don't know if that's fair or not. You know, I, I don't know. That's that's tough because um that's interesting because it sort of feels like, you know, the wild card, the disadvantage of being the wild card before, right, was like one and out, one and done. Right. right. So you don't want to be the wild card because if you have an off day, that's the whole whole postseason, right? Done. And then this kind of is like it kind of feels like, ah, oh boy, I, I didn't, I didn't like the idea that we have to go play a three game series against these guys who have been battling, you know, like I, I don't, mm-hmm. because again, like we have an off day or two, you know, and, and all of a sudden pff, that's it. Our whole season, you know, 92 games gone. But now knowing that these are all home games for us, maybe that's what they're saying is like, we know these division teams, division winners, they don't want this extra playoff team in there because then they got to do this series thing. Right. Yeah. So if then this is kind of a, kind of a, must be kind of a, um, like, uh, like a, what's the word, a carrot or whatever, you know, like, right. like just kind of throwing them a bone. So like, okay, well, we'll make you play a three game series, but it'll all be at home. So yeah, the you, reward, big disadvantage. you reward the division champion, give that significance. Right. And also, right. See, I'm, I'm always the curmudgeon when we talk about it what we think about playoffs being expanded. I'm old school. I'm still, I, <laughs> I don't think there should be more than four. I get yeah. it. They keep in all sports. They keep expanding it. I think another reason they, they do it this way. We already said reward the division champion, which I understand is the calendar because, you know, there's no more Mr. October. The world series goes into November now November, guaranteed. Yeah. This, this keeps getting longer and longer. Yeah. And I think that's part of it is if you make this wild card, you're going to have to have a day or day two, depending on television obligations. Yep. And now yep. you're stretching it out. Whereas now it's basically like a regular season series calendar wise. Right? Yeah. Three that's games, three days. And with the Brewers, we won't have to worry about a rain out. And right. then, um, or if it was in Arizona, if they were the division, cause they have a retractable move too. But I think that's part of it too is travel is, is the time with the calendar because this, this gets really long as yes. it is. And I guess that's my beef is I, 
I I feel like a lot of times some of the greatest moments are getting to the World Series, but the playoffs are long. This is just to get to the division series, which never was a thing for a long time. Then we have the 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 championship series. Right. So starting I mean, to feel a little bit like basketball, right? We're like, oh my yeah. god, we got six months of playoffs. You know? yeah, it gets but, long. Um, but Hockey, the other thing is. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to say is, well, I'm really, really glad then that the Cubs didn't make it because yeah, <laughs> they're right next door. Like, it would suck. It's not a home game anymore. Yeah. Could you imagine yeah. if we had had that? It would in yeah. some ways it would have been fun, but it would yeah. have been it would have been Wrigley North. You know it. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That that would be crazy. The I'm against all this expansion, but it does seem a little weird where they got the two teams with the buys now. Right in each division, you got the yeah. the Dodgers and the Braves, and the other ones uh, have the buy. If they were to expand, I know that doesn't uh, fit into <laughs> what we're talking about here. I think they'd have to expand major Major League Baseball. Do you think it's time for expansion? There's 30 teams. Do you think MLB could could expand to 32 teams? No, they they talk about that. I I wish they would get things in order, like with Oakland moving to Vegas. I think that's a bad deal. <laughs> yeah. I, there's talk about getting there's talk about getting two more teams. Um, I wouldn't be against, by the way, having these expanded playoffs if if they shorten the season by yes. a couple of weeks. Right. You know, I, I think the season. You it, yeah. If you're going to keep this, is just I mean, we. You know, this is why, like the old basketball coach Rudy Tomjanovich said, this is why they have they have peanuts and cold drinks at the bar so we can sit down and you know give our opinions. But I'm if you want to keep expanding things then the regular season needs to end earlier. And don't forget, these guys sometimes have the World Baseball Classic. That comes yeah. right up to the start of the season. I mean, it's a long season when you're a Major League Baseball player. There's a lot yep. of games. So yep. I think I think they're going to add two more teams. I do think that's going to happen. But I think it, it sounds like Tampa Bay is getting a new stadium deal in St. Petersburg. The A's are moving to Vegas I think sure. Kansas City's getting a downtown stadium. I think that's a done deal or close to it. We know that the Brewers are trying to work out their thing. I don't think after this um Vegas thing and the St. Petersburg one, I don't know if there are any teams that are like shaky on where they're going to be. The White Sox have these little undercurrents because they're they don't like their stadium, but I, I can see Manfred, Commissioner Manfred making a push for two more markets. Yes. And then what I'm guessing is you would, you'd probably have uh, eight, four team divisions, or he might push to completely change it up since the leagues aren't really the way they used to be. The schedule is balanced. Now interleague play. We don't even think twice about interleague play anymore. So I can see him adding two more teams. I'm not sure what you guys think. Yeah, I uh, I haven't thought about that too much. I've heard more about the moving, you know, potential for moving. We might move this mm-hmm. game, we might move that team. You know, I didn't hear about expansion, but I'm with you. I think uh, in terms of like if they, get, I I don't have a problem expanding the um the playoffs. I I actually kind of like that. I like I like get a, get a few more teams because you know you got some teams who who had 88 wins and they're not going to be in the yeah. playoffs. You know, that's not that just doesn't seem right. But um, so that's that's fine with me. But let's roll it back to 150. 150 games, right? Chris, you like that. Nice even number. You like yep. those even number. 150, I, yeah. done. Well, you know, it, historically it was 154, right? It was 154 yes. for a long time before they yes. expanded 162. Okay. Although, you know, I'm a fan. If we're going to do that 162, let's get some double headers back in there. Now that we've sped <laughs> up the game, let's yeah. start playing too. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's no, well. That's not a bad idea. Not a bad like idea. Up I, the game, you know. Yep. This uh, this whole uh, uh, sped up baseball. I think nobody can argue that it hasn't been a huge success. Yeah, I think it's yeah. been great. I, yeah. I think they they said that their attendance has been better than ever. Uh, all the ballparks uh, combined. Yep. I want to say over seventy million. Brewers drew over two and a half million, which doesn't uh, really surprise me because they've had such a, a good season. I think it's been great. I mean, you get to the pitch sooner. Um, yep. I don't know anyone who's really been against it, really, vociferously. I know at the start of the season, there were a couple situations where pitchers weren't – someone wasn't prepared. We had a we had a strikeout call that was unexpected by the hitter, but people are totally in touch with it and uh, in tune with it, I should say. I think it's been great, and yep. I think it is. it has been a big contributing factor I, to uh, improvement. I went to my first two Brewers games in the last five or six years, far more enjoyable, even when they lost. Mm-hmm. I mean, the pace of the game was much faster. Yeah. And uh, you've all seen it, where the guy just stands there on the on the mound and they're just going back and forth. I mean, this should have been done a decade ago. Yeah. When, we, when It was the old days. They didn't do this. You know, they stepped out yeah. of the hitters, too. Yeah. yeah, Ryan Braun. Ryan Braun would do his cage, gloves every batting time. gloves, this <laughs> ritual. Pitch, and I know man. that hitting a fastball yeah. is about the toughest thing in sports, but yeah, yeah, it it got out of hand, and there are plenty of, of reasons why. So I'm I'm yeah. with you guys a thousand percent. The yeah. the change that way, long overdue and welcome. The one thing I didn't like about it when we were at the game, you go down to the concession stands. You got a lot less time. You're standing down there for ten minutes. You're literally we missed three innings. Like we were walking around the like oh sure. we missed the we missed the sausage razor. We missed all this stuff because we're walking around trying to get a hamburger. Like what the hell? So uh, it was yeah, it was almost too fast for that. Like you want to maybe the fans can get a timeout, concession mm-hmm. stand timeout. The sixth inning is a little bit. Fifth inning is a little bit longer. We'll let you guys and they don't have the vendors in the stands as much either. When no, they don't. That, that's just where beer. they need them more now yeah. because oh, yeah. of what you just said, right? Yeah, because there isn't that yes. much time. I know that yep. the uh, the the Clippers owner Steve Ballmer, who in, who founded Microsoft with Bill Gates, he's the wealthiest owner in American sports. He's building a, an arena for the Clippers in Los Angeles out of his own pocket, one and a yep. half billion, wow. and he's got clocks. It opens a year from now. He's he's going to have digital clocks all over the concourse, huge clocks that say exactly what's going on and to get back to your seat. Cause now right. it's different. We're talking basketball, right. but he wants, he wants everybody aware of why you're there and yeah. to get inside. Support the and team. So, yeah. Right. And you're I think, all, I think screwing around with, uh, you know, vending and, and getting, exactly. you're not screaming and yelling and getting, yep. bringing up the energy. I mean, that's, that's right. I can see that. And base, I think, I think that's with the clock element in baseball now with like you asked, Chris, teams may need to do that now and treat, treat baseball with that same reverence for the clock because yeah. I never thought of that with the vending because it, yep. it, it moves faster. It yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I really well, like the idea of get that. I have not seen a hot dog guy in the stands for, uh, for years. You know what I mean? It's all beer, plenty of beer, not even soda, no soda, no hot dogs. Maybe I, oh, you know what? I, no, that was at a, a milkman game where there's a pretzel guy walking around. Uh, I don't even think that was a brewer game. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Jeff, uh, I know we got a, we got a hard time commitment here. So we got to get two things done before we wrap it up here tonight. Are you going to be back? Are we going to all be back here on Friday? Is, are we going to do this if they win this series? Oh, I would like, I would like sure. to think so. I, all right. I, I would like to, I'd like to think so. I yeah. mean, all sure. Right. I, I'll do it if they win is what I'm saying. Yep. I'm not yeah. that they will. Yep. <laughs> all right. And then next, who's going to win? Jeff, Diamondbacks, Brewers, who's going to win this series? 
I'm going to take the Brewers in three. I would have picked them in two, but I'm not saying Peralta. Peralta's a great starter for the Brewers. I'm just, for some reason, feeling a little skittish, but also out of respect for the fact that uh, the Diamondbacks, granted, before some changes for the Brewers, like Jim said, I like the Brewers in this series, but I'll give I'll give the Diamondbacks one game, but I think the Brewers in three. I uh, I don't I don't I. This is my pessimistic side of my sports teams, right? <laughs> when I see the Packers doing something, I always I still I'm like stuck back in the eighties, like, well, they're going to screw it up somehow, and they don't. <laughs> and they're they're good teams, but these guys. I, the problem, the huge problem I have is the lackluster hitting. When we were there, it was like, they, even the game that they won, it was like, there was nothing, there was no, it felt like no energy, no fire, no drive. And that last game, they, if they win that game, they win the, 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 the division, division, you know, like, outright. come on. I mean, like, yeah. there's nothing. And so I'm really, really concerned about the lack of energy with our hitting. Even, yeah. even with, I think, uh, Canna and, and, um, uh, you know, the guys that we mentioned, right? The, Donaldson, uh, Contreras. Donaldson, Contreras, uh, uh, Dodson, you know, the, uh, those guys are, was it the same? Yeah. Really, no. Santana. Oh, Santana. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It's not Santana, Dodson. That's a totally different show. <laughs> um, Carlos, yeah. With, with those, but those guys that they added, great additions. Yeah. Uh, phenomenal additions, really. I was surprised at how well they did, but I still have a concern. It feels like since they scored 12 in that second inning, they have been very just, yeah. lackluster doing nothing so i'm concerned that their hitting is going in at a low point into these playoffs yeah. uh, that's that's my concern i, I i'm gonna yep. go with the diamondbacks, legit. In yeah. diamondbacks, diamondbacks in three yeah diamondbacks in three yeah. okay you know uh, you, much as i hate to say I, that you know what uh i remember what jim was saying about this uh this lack of offense we were watching that second game that they lost i think it was the second or third inning they had scored one run in this inning they had Runners on second and third, no outs. Nobody out. Nobody out. Mm-hmm. Didn't get anybody across yeah. the base yeah. after that. Uh, their but, offense was yeah. just anemic, like you said, in both games. They got lucky. I shouldn't say lucky, but they got that home run from uh, Donaldson. Yep. And uh, and that was about it. They just yeah. they can't put together a rally. Right. You know, the, um, the one thing I'll say about that that second game, though, against the Cardinals, Mikolas, is that how you say his name? Yeah. yeah. He right. was – I mean, I was watching, he was throwing, he was throwing really well. He had the Brewers totally off balance. Yeah. I mean, he mm-hmm. was throwing, I was watching, you know, he was throwing curveballs, sliders, and fastballs, first pitch strikes every time. And you don't know what's coming because he's throwing all of them for strikes. And, and all of a sudden you see, I, I even saw, we were up in the 400 level, right? But you can still see these guys like leaning out on their front foot and like thoink mm-hmm. and then pop up, you know, just past shortstop. And like, so he was pitching really well, but. There's going to be really good pitchers in these series. You know, yeah, they, yeah. they have to overcome that somehow. All so, right. Well, yeah. let's hope we do this again here, guys, in a couple, three days. I'm yeah. looking at the clock. I want to get Jeff out of here for whatever commitment he's got. Jeff, <laughs> thanks for coming back here. And uh, we hope to see you in a couple, three days here. I hope so. Too. I wish it was something glamorous, like I've got to go to uh, Hollywood to promote my new blockbuster movie. Right, no, right. Next just, time, <laughs> yes. Just gotta gotta take care of the kids. That's that. It's important, that more important. important than a Hollywood blockbuster. But right. yes, let's hope we do this uh, again soon. It's an exciting time for all our teams, and let's let's see if the Brewers can uh, get to Los Angeles for the next round. That'd be great. All right. Yep. Thanks again, Jeff. All right, Jeff. Yep, thanks, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yep. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this special sports broadcast of the Bait and Switch Podcast. 
where we talked with Mr. Jeff Grayson about the upcoming wildcard series between the Brewers and the Arizona Diamondbacks. With any luck, we'll be talking with Jeff again next week to preview the series between the Dodgers and our Brewers. Stay tuned. You've made it to the end of another Bait and Switch podcast. Spread the word.